second kings in chapter 2 and let's read from 9 to 15 let's go on to god's word a brief meditation this morning from second kings and chapter number 2 and verses 9 to 15 when they had crossed elijah said to elisha tell me what can i do for you before i'm taken from you let me inherit a double portion of your spirit elisha replied you asked a difficult thing elijah said yet if you see me when i am taken from you it will be yours otherwise not as they were walking along and talking together suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind elisha saw this and cried out my father my father the chariots and horsemen of israel the elisha and elisha saw him no more then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart he picked up the cloak that had fallen from elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the jordan then he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it where now is the lord the god of elijah he asked when he struck the water it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over the company of the prophets from jericho who were watching said the spirit of elijah is resting on elisha and they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him you see here the man of god elijah who served as a prophet for israel for many many years and had confronted kings had spoken the word of god and himself experienced many miracles from uh, being fed by ravens and uh, angel an angel come and attend to him and he was very discouraged when he was fleeing Jezebel and he was provided with bread fresh hot bread and water and he was sent to go and anoint kings he was a man who brought fire from heaven above he was a man of god there are many men who claim uh, to be great men of god but there are very few who are men of god amen many people are great men of god <laughs> and very often the um the punch is on the greatness of the man because of money because of resources because of influence because of popularity because of many many things but there are very few who are very sincere genuine men of god and here comes elisha who is called by elijah the man of god to be taken along with him as a helper and elisha follows elijah leaves behind his family and goes on this mission that elijah is moving in and uh, joins elijah elisha is a man who is helping him pouring water into the hands of elijah serving the prophet the man of god and in this situation elijah is now about to leave the world and you see he's not going to face natural death like other human beings but god had a divine plan of taking him alive to be with him in heaven and there was one other such man in the history of the world where a human being ascended into heaven that is enoch So Enoch and Elijah are two of these exceptional men who never f- saw death. 
Lazarus was raised from the dead. But these men never faced death. But you find that as this Elijah the prophet, the man of God was going to be taken up into heaven. It was already revealed to him. And uh, Elijah came to know about it. And Elijah did not want to leave Elijah. Because he knew he is a man of God. He knew that his life was dependent on him. He knew that he needed him so desperately. Who would ever like for any loved one to leave the world. And even when God calls them home, it is so painful. On one side there is hope. On one side there is an assurance that the person who is passing away is being, is, has gone to be with Jesus. And uh, even though there is all of the faith, the hope and the assurance, there is also the longing to be with them physically and never to lose them. And such was the desire of Elisha. He was clinging on to Elijah and said, Elijah tried to deter him away and to go away from him. But Elisha clung on to him and said, wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. And so he went to Jericho, he crossed the Jordan and Elisha said, no, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm not going to leave you. And then um, Elijah takes his cloak um, and before he leaves and he says, I'm going to go away and you know what he says in verse number 9. Elijah said to Elijah, tell me what I can do. What can I do for you before I'm taken from you? And Elijah's reply was just this. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. Elijah replied. What a request. Elijah had learned very well that the one thing that Elijah had which was of utmost significance, was the spirit of the Lord who was resting on Elisha. Amen. Even looking at our own lives, everything that is about us, our physical body and everything that we own and possess, everything that we have earned from education, degrees, to jobs, to incomes, Everything that we have and possess and our own family members and everything that is about us is simply of no worth compared to the spirit of God who is in us. Amen. He's the one who is all supreme. He's the one who is all powerful. He's the one who is great and awesome. He's the one who is most valuable in our lives. Because everything in this world will one day perish away. All that we have earned. One day all our degree sheets, you know, however thick it might be, however well it might have been laminated, wanting to be preserved. One day, probably in a hundred years time or somewhere down the line, it will all become, you know, eaten up by moth and, uh, you know, and just by time it will just decay and... Uh, uh, you know, be fragments and it will one day be trashed away. And it will be of no worth and of no value. All that we've earned, all the money, all the wealth, all the possessions we have, all our gold and silver, all that we could have in this world, even the, for the most wealthiest of men, and even those who are born in royalty, have one day have to go down and find their place under the ground. And it's just only going to be a six by two, you know, size of a place 
where everybody is going to find their place and so whatever a person may have attached to their name degrees or wealth or property or anything ultimately everything is going to be of no worth and even our own bodies of the coming of the lord jesus tarries one day we are also going to back to the earth going back to the earth from where we came from dust we came and to the dust we will return but the most precious thing of our life is the spirit of god who is in us hallelujah and our own soul that will never die amen hallelujah and so what we have in this world what is precious in this world what is the most valuable thing in this world that we need to be treasuring is the presence of god and everything that comes from god all that is of eternal consequence all that is of eternal value are the most valuable things that we must treasure because everything that is seen is temporal but what is unseen is eternal the bible says hallelujah and what is eternal is of more worth than precious gold and silver and so elisha knowing that he did not ask for elijah to somehow find a way of you know provision that he will have a sustainable income because now that he has left his job and his family and everybody and he's been following elijah you know elisha was not asking you know would you find me some good job or can you get me a good insurance you know a health insurance and a life insurance so that you know even if something happens to me my family will have something you know to be provided for no he was not asking for something to sustain him in this world but he was asking for the spirit of god hallelujah what are we asking this morning what do we desire for what is our pressing need of course each one of us have our own share of needs and our problems and the things that we want to see happen in our lives some of us are looking for a job some of us looking for better incomes some of us looking for our problems to be solved some of us looking for a life partner some of us looking for um you know a, a house a facility that you need a blessing that you need in your life more income money whatever it is each one is looking for something but i think the one thing that we must all desire the most is the spirit of god to dwell in us amen elisha has let the spirit that is in you a double portion of it be bestowed on me that's what he asked tell me what i can do for you elijah asked and he said let me inherit a double portion of your spirit and elijah says you have asked for a difficult thing but yet if you see me when i am taken from you it would be yours otherwise not why did elijah say you got to be looking at me when i am taken away and then you will receive it well it probably is a test that elisha was given you know if he was really passionate to see if he was really you know uh, seeking longing if he really is desiring you know there is one thing to be casually praying for something it's totally another thing to be desperate for something amen when you get desperate for the things of god you are you are going to receive what god has in store for you you're not going to be 
you know, losing out on what God has in store for you. There are some people who pray, there are some people who ask, but with no heart, with no desire, with no passion, with no real intention to receive what they're asking. They're just saying something for the sake of saying it. It's more ritualistic utterance. It's more just um, casual uh, words that are just spoken just from the lips with no heart into it. God looks at the heart, man sees the face. If you have a heart, if you have a desire and you say, I want the spirit of God to rest upon me. I want the Holy Spirit to be with me. I want a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah, like Elisha asked. If you are a person and who is desperately desiring and craving and going after it. And even when Jesus told the disciples that they will be clothed with power from on high. He told them to wait in Jerusalem until you've been clothed with power from on high. And he did not give them the Holy Spirit right away. He did not send the Spirit of God right away. He said, wait and you will receive. You see, God wants us to wait on him. God wants us to be dependent on him. It does not mean that God is someone who takes pleasure in just making us to run after him. And then we have to just keep begging and begging and running after him. And then somehow he will turn around and throw something to us. No, it's not in that sense. But God is looking for those who will be dependent on him. God is looking for those who will completely rely on him. Who will, who will value what he's offering to them. And if you really value what he, you want from him, you would say, whatever it takes, I'm in to stay. I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to get ready for what God has in store for me. And whenever he has, whenever he was going to give it, whenever he's going to send his Holy Spirit, whenever he's going to give me a breakthrough, whenever he's going to give me a blessing, whenever it is, whatever it may be, whatever God has in store, I'm ready and I'm waiting. And if you are a person who is willingly, patiently, you know, ready for the things of God, God is able to bless you with such an experience of sending you a mighty anointing of his spirit. And the spirit of God was upon Elisha as he was looking to Elijah. The spirit of God was upon him. Because here you see that as he looked to him, as, as Elijah commanded Elisha, he said, if you will look to me, when I am taken up, you know, you have asked for a difficult thing, he said, and then, yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. And as they were walking along, verse 11, talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them apart. In verse 13, he picked up the cloak. A mantle had fallen. The cloak had fallen off of Elijah. But that has now come upon Elisha. Hallelujah. You see, a man who was there waiting when he would be taken up. And he saw him taken up. And the cloak had fallen. That represents the coming of the mantle. The falling of the mantle on Elisha. The spirit of the Lord coming upon Elisha. That same spirit, that same anointing, that same calling, that same gifting that was on Elijah has now come upon Elisha. 
and then he turns around and he comes to the bank of Jordan or the river Jordan in verse 14 he took the cloak that had fallen from him and struck the water with it and said where now is the lord the god of elijah he asked when he struck the water it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over hallelujah you see that same spirit that was on elijah was upon elisha now and that's how elijah got there across the jordan by stopping the right mighty jordan amen elijah said you know stepped in and he stopped the water and the water stopped and the dry ground they crossed over and now elisha has to get back how is he going to get back he called out to the god of elijah and you see that same anointing was upon him and you see the same miracle that elijah did elisha does again amen the one who was only helping him the one who was only pouring water into his hands the one who was just a server a one who was just a helper but now receiving that same grace that elijah had god is not a respecter of persons amen god does not show favoritism god doesn't see who you are and what your background is god doesn't look at what kind of a parenting or heritage or a background that you've inherited god is looking for hungry souls Hallelujah. God is looking for those people who will hunger and thirst after him. God is looking for those people who will be desperate for him. God is looking for those people who will open their hearts. God is looking for those people who will patiently wait on him. And if you desire for his spirit to come upon you and wait patiently in his presence and ask him like Elisha did, you're going to receive the mighty outpouring of his spirit upon your life. Amen. Very often we can believe and be assuming that we have the spirit of God but may not have received the empowerment of his spirit. And very often our own minds can come in between us and receiving the spirit of God. Well we can be you know theologically and denominationally and many others in abominationally refuting all of these ideas and saying oh you know is it all needed and this and that. but the bible says that they received the holy spirit amen why are we so talking about the holy spirit is because that was a gift that the father promised who was sent by jesus and jesus talked about sending his holy spirit even before ascending into heaven while he was on this earth he said when i leave when i go to my father i'm going to send you another comfort of the holy spirit who will be with you and he commands his disciples to wait in Jerusalem to receive the holy spirit and then as they patiently waited and prayed they all received the holy spirit and just as elisha received and just as the early apostles received and just as many of us here have also received you can also receive the anointing the baptism of the holy spirit the empowerment of the holy spirit by receiving the mighty outpouring of the holy spirit on himself elisha Elisha was Elisha's life was transformed his life was never the same again he was simply stepping into the supernatural amen when you receive the anointing of the holy spirit you are a person who steps in into the supernatural amen what you cannot do naturally you will be able to do through the empowerment of the holy spirit the spirit of god will cause things to happen the spirit of god will enable you to do certain things the spirit of god will lead you to do supernatural things 
That's what happens when you receive the Holy Spirit. Because it's the third person of the Trinity himself who comes to reside in us and empowers us. And where you will be able to do what you cannot otherwise do in the natural realm. The Holy Spirit is given as a gift to empower us. The Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can demonstrate the power of God to the people. Amen. When you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you can demonstrate God's power to people. Amen. They will, you can speak through the anointing and the unction of the Spirit, a word of prophecy. You will be able to reveal the mysteries, the secrets of the hearts of people. You will be able to lay hands on the sick and they will recover through the gifts of healing that God gives. You will be able to speak with the spirit of wisdom into the lives of people and help them to do what God has called them to do. Amen. The spirit of wisdom will operate. It's not just a natural wisdom that is God given which is natural and common to all human beings. Simple common sense is God given wisdom. Right? Simple common sense is God-given wisdom. Where you know, if there is a pit and if you step in into it, you're going to fall. And you're going to be wise enough not to step, in, step over it, but cross away from it. That's common sense wisdom. Common wisdom that God has given. But this is a, is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Where you speak words of wisdom into the lives of people. You... You will be able to minister. You will be able to do things in people's lives. You will be able to cause things to happen by the power of the Holy Spirit, which you cannot do otherwise naturally. That is what we call as demonstrating the power of God through signs, wonders, miracles that God was able to do through you. But that comes through his Holy Spirit. And thirdly, you will be able to accomplish the mission of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter was a man who was so afraid while a young girl came and challenged him and said, you are also one among them, isn't it? You also belong to Jesus. And immediately Peter, out of fear, denied Christ three times while Jesus was taken for trial before he was crucified. He was so afraid. But then after Jesus ascended and went back into heaven and as he promised to send his Holy Spirit and Peter and the disciples and the 120 people gathered together and they received the Holy Spirit. Do you know what happened? After they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, immediately Peter stood up with 11 and preached the gospel. He preached the gospel so boldly you find it in Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 and verses 17 and all the way down to the end of the chapter. What do you find is to the same Jews who crucified Jesus, about the same Jews he was afraid of and denied Christ three times. He, to the same people he stands up and he says, you wicked men put Jesus to death on the cross. But now turn away from sin. And the Bible says they were cut to their heart. He preaches a long sermon. There's a record of the preaching that he preached to the same Jews. Now his own master had just been crucified and brutally, you know, uh, you know beaten and made to carry a cross. And he saw how he suffered and how he died. Now Peter definitely knew that he was, if he was going to again speak about that same man, the same thing that happened to him can happen to him can happen to peter himself do you think peter did not was not aware of that 
Yes, he was. But yet, where did that courage come from? Where did that boldness come from? It is because of the power of the Holy Spirit that was upon him that he was able to stand up with the leaven and courageously declare the word of God. And then the Bible says that they were cut to their heart and said, what must we do to be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is for you and for your children and for all who are afar off and all whom the Lord our God would call. And that's how he proclaimed the gospel. And in that one preaching, 3,000 people got saved and the church in Jerusalem was started on that very day. Hallelujah. You see, this is how... Peter and the disciples were able to accomplish the mission of Christ. And then you see from then on, read through the book of Acts, read through the New Testament, all of them who were saved were baptized and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. And several times after even they have been baptized, they had not received the Holy Spirit. For example, when Philip went to Samaria in Acts chapter 8, we find that Philip had gone to Samaria and preached the gospel and many people got saved. And even Simon the sorcerer had repented and everything. But then on hearing this report, the church in Jerusalem heard about this and they sent Peter and John to go there to Samaria. And when they came, they found the believers who had newly trusted, put their trust in Jesus. And they asked, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, we've not even heard that there was someone called as the Holy Spirit. And they placed their hands upon them and they all received the Holy Spirit. And then in Ephesus again, you see in Acts chapter 19, when Paul had been ministering and he comes there and he asks them, have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, we have not even heard that there is someone called the Holy Spirit. And he preached the gospel to them and he laid their hands upon them and they all received the Holy Spirit. While Peter was preaching in the house of Cornelius, those who heard the word of God, they received the Holy Spirit while they were even hearing the message of the gospel. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. You find repeatedly all through scriptures that they were receiving the Holy Spirit. I mean, not, this is not just a New Testament phenomena. It is seen all through scriptures right through the Old Testament as well. And as we are reading even right now this morning, we are reading from the, from the book of 2 Kings from Elisha, which is in the Old Testament. Amen. God wanted to fill his people with his spirit. Amen. And by sending the Spirit of God, and by we receiving the Spirit of God, we will be able to accomplish the mission of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody can do the work of Christ without His Holy Spirit. When you receive the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and He will empower you, and you will receive Him, and you will sense His presence and His power at work in your life, and then you will begin to operate in the gifts that He gives to you. By prophesying and healing the sick and casting out demons and and uh, uh, you know the in the word of wisdom of uh, in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and the gifts of interpretation of the tongues gift of you know diverse tongues and the gift of faith and all of these gifts as you begin to operate you will be able to effectively establish the kingdom of God you will be able to effectively reach out to people and bring them into the saving knowledge of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be a powerless Christian. Be a powerful Christian. Amen. Don't be a powerless evangelist. Be a powerful evangelist. Amen. 
Hallelujah. You might have been doing a lot of work in the kingdom of God until now, but maybe without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your own strength. And very often you face a wall, very often you face challenges, very often you face you see a situation where you're not able to see a breakthrough in people's lives, but when you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to do what the Holy Spirit only can do, what God can only do, but he will do it through you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ask the Lord for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to give you the gifts of the Spirit and you will be effective in accomplishing the mission of Christ. Why we need the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about how the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you will be able to do what is naturally not possible to do, but you will function in the supernatural. Secondly, we talked about when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to demonstrate the power of God, that people see God's power manifest. You know. And thirdly, to fulfill the mission of Christ, we need the anointing, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And then also to thwart evil forces. To overcome the power of the enemy. To be able to pray led by the Holy Spirit. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because we do not know what to pray for. And the Spirit himself will lead us to pray. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Pray in the Spirit. It's a capital S. Speaking of the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers for all the saints. To pray in the spirit. To be able to thwart the evil forces. And remember that passage is about spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 onwards is about spiritual warfare. At the end of it he's speaking about praying in the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between praying in the natural realm with the mind. With the human mind. Just with human thoughts and human ideas. But it's a different experience to pray led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Where the Spirit of God himself will put words in your mouth. The Spirit of God himself will give you thoughts. The Spirit of God will reveal the will of God. The Spirit of God will enable you to pray. That you will pray in the Spirit. Filled in the Spirit. Amen. You will pray in the realm of the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. And when you pray in that way, you are praying the will of God. You will see miracles happen. You will, you will be able to pray not just some good idea that you desire, but you will be praying led by the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we need the Holy Spirit. And so we need His power. And so we need His anointing. And so we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And many of us who have not received the anointing of the Holy Spirit begin to pray from today. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Why is he speaking to you about receiving the Holy Spirit? Is because he wants to fill you with this Holy Spirit. That is his will. And even if you don't believe in everything that I'm speaking this morning, just pray this one prayer. Just pray this one prayer and ask him, Lord, if whatever he's saying is true, and if the Holy Spirit is someone whom you want to give, let me have it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't have to believe me, but you, you got to be believing what the Bible says. Amen. If the Bible says so, we have no authority to challenge that or question that or quash that or dismiss that. Amen. And that's what many, many people are doing because they have been indoctrinated with some false teachings that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is not for this generation, that it is all over with the first generation, first century. 
that's a false teaching that's from the pits of hell which is unfortunately taught in many churches but the bible says if there is something that the bible says if there is something which god has in store for you why would you want to miss it that's my simple question whatever be your theological leanings or whatever be your doctrinal definitions or your denominational or abominational you know ideas whatever it might be if there is something which god wants to give why would you want to miss it amen hallelujah ask your neighbor why do you want to miss it ask them why do you want to miss it don't just shake your head there open your mouth and ask why would you want to miss it amen hallelujah if something god wants to give you why would you want to miss that amen hallelujah praise the lord that simple as that simple logic for me if there is something that god has and god wants to give i don't want to miss that i want to be there amen i want to say yes lord amen is there anybody who wants to say yes lord this morning yes lord hallelujah amen well your mind can challenge that it make it difficult for you to even say yes lord but allow the holy spirit to take control of your mind also amen hallelujah oh you might say oh our forefathers never had talked about all of these kind of things did not my grandfather go to heaven without all these ideas or maybe he did but now that the revelation has come to you it's up to you amen and it's for you amen we need to humble ourselves and with thankful hearts receive it amen even my grandfather never spoke in tongues that's true amen they never believed it because nobody taught them about these things they were ignorant about these things but in the little light they had they were very faithful amen and so now that god has enlightened you about these truths wouldn't you be willing to receive it or would you want to shut the door on god but if you would shut the door on god you are the loser and i pray this morning that no one in this place will go home losing the spirit of god hallelujah amen praise the lord don't lose the spirit of god receive the holy spirit jesus himself said to his disciples and he breathed on them receive the holy spirit amen hallelujah the holy spirit was not absent before jesus the holy spirit was very much present you see the evidence all through scriptures the triune god was always present jesus was not absent before the before he was born in virgin mary that's a false teaching of certain denominations jesus did not just you know appear only 2000 years ago jesus the triune god the father son and the holy spirit were present right from the beginning even before creation because god said to adam when when he got ready to make adam and eve he said let us make man in our own image in plural it says let us make man in our image talking about the father the son and the holy spirit amen the triune god was present right from the beginning even before creation there's no beginning there's no end for god the father the son and the holy spirit the holy spirit was not absent before he was sent down by jesus 
it is not a new strange idea or a phenomena that some new generation churches have just caught on this some new fad that's what many people assume no it's not that it's not just a power he is not just some kind of a shakti but he is a person a third person of the trinity and he gives us his power he empowers when he comes he gives us his power he does not force himself on people but comes to those who welcome him he's a gentle holy spirit amen he's a thorough gentleman god is a thorough gentleman he doesn't barge in he not stands at the door and knocks and so this morning he's standing at the door of your heart and knocking would you allow me in and if you say yes lord he's going to come in amen hallelujah we don't have the freedom to choose if he is necessary or not but we can resist him we don't have the freedom to choose whether he is necessary or not for us but we can resist him and shut our door at him and quench the spirit that's why when paul is writing to the church at thessalonica he says quench not the holy spirit do not put out the spirit's fire and many people have put out the spirit's fire many have quenched the fire many churches have quenched the fire and do not give room for the move of the holy spirit do not allow the holy spirit to work amongst them and so will not allow anybody to prophesy will not ed- allow anybody to heal the sick will not allow anyone to minister in the gifts of the holy spirit will not allow anyone to speak in tongues they've quenched the spirit they've put out the spirit's fire and so paul speaks to the church and he says do not quench the holy spirit do not put out the spirit's fire the spirit comes upon elisha and you see when the holy spirit came upon elisha you see the man who was just pouring water into the hands of elijah his life was transformed forever you see him doing supernatural things he opens up the river jordan and then there are some men a company of the prophets who come and tell him oh maybe the spirit of the lord carried elijah your master and maybe he set him upon some other mountain out there and so let's go look for him elisha said no 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 don't do that master did not go and land on another mountain he has been taken up to heaven elisha knew that in his spirit where elijah had gone how that was by the spirit and so he tells he warns those 50 men don't go looking searching for elijah but they go and search anyway and then they come back after several days and say oh we could not find them didn't i tell you appave sonna the spirit of god reveals what he, what the lord is doing what he is accomplishing what is happening what is going on what he is doing in our lives what he is doing through us he accomplish he reveals he's a god of revelation when the holy spirit is upon you you will receive revelation hallelujah that's what you read in acts chapter 2 and verse 14 i will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will dream dreams old men will see visions he will bring revelation to you amen when the spirit of god is upon you he will reveal you about things that are yet to come he knew the will of god he knew where elijah had gone and then you see afterwards in the next chapter in chapter 4 uh, sorry even in chapter 3 to, to itself in verse 19 onwards you know eli the men of the city come there to elisha and they said look our lord this town is well situated as you can see but the water is bad and the land is unproductive 
you see he says get me some fresh salt and he takes salt puts it into the water and the salty uh, bad water becomes clean and fresh good water amen you can go to that elijah spring even today you know and and find that there is clean water even today this very good water sold you know it's bottled up and sold even today hallelujah you see how can water be made whole that's because the spirit of god rested upon elisha led by the spirit of god why did he ask for salt led by the spirit of god amen he threw it threw it in and it became good water and the land began to be productive from then on never again and he says in verse 21 this is what the lord says i have healed this water never again will it cause death or make the land unproductive many men of god filled with the holy spirit have laid hands even on animals because they were not yielding they were not reproducing and they were skin and bones and they were dying or they went on a field and 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 prayed over it and the land started yielding hallelujah led by the spirit of god even the land even the water is made whole because of the spirit of god that was resting upon elisha and then you see you also go on to see in 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 verse 23 onwards 23 to 25 there were young men who were mocking at elijah and saying you bald one and then he he called out a curse on them immediately bears two bears came out of the forest and came and mauled them up power over animals power over nature power over land power over the water amen hallelujah one one time while pastor was going to cast out a demon from a person you know in party in the midnight he was going on his bike we had a call in the middle of the night and said some boy is demon possessed and a evil spirit is tormenting him and he so he took his bike and went in the middle of the night and uh, while he was heading towards their house there was a cow that was standing at the junction and would not allow him to enter into that street because that was possessed by an evil spirit and that was trying to challenge him and uh, you know came forward to um, you know push him down and so he went around in the bike and he called out in the name of jesus i bind you devil and it stopped it stopped and then he took another route and went there and w- before he reached that that demon possessed boy and the demon is speaking through that boy and it said you know i w- there's a man who's coming wearing white dress i'm not going to allow him into the street and the family panicked because they knew that pastor is coming and they thought that these demons are going to in some way harm him and they were afraid and when he went there and he prayed for that boy and he got delivered that night praise the lord and he slept that night and he prayed over him got him delivered and came back and the next day we heard that that cow died it was a temple cow God gives you authority over demons. Amen. God gives you authority over evil forces whatever form it might take and come against you. Hallelujah. Amen. It might be even an animal. You can command it in the name of Jesus and it will stop. Hallelujah. It can't harm you. Praise the Lord. Bad water turns clean. These boys who were mocking at him, they were mauled by these 
animals and look at chapter 4 many of them the widow was with 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 nothing and she had lost her husband and and the you know creditors were coming and demanding money from her and she had just two sons and she had no money to pay them back and the prophet came and said elisha prophesied and said go and collect empty vessels from every house in your neighborhood and bring them in shut your door and pour the little oil that you have and she started with the little oil she had she began to pour into every vessel and every vessel began to fill up hallelujah and just began and it was olive oil not coconut oil not sunflower oil it was olive oil you know how expensive it is but not too expensive in israel because you have olive plants growing there and olive oil filling up every vessel and it was overflowing until every vessel they had was filled up god is able to do supernatural miracles when you are led by the holy spirit God is able to do such things. How did Elisha knew that she should be getting these empty vessels and God will fill them up? That was by the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And not just that, then she, he went to Shunem. And there a well-to-do woman was there. And every time he passed by that side, he came and prayed for this family. And they said, we got to be building a prayer room for the prophet of God. And they built a room with a chair and a cot and a table and a lamp. And they set it up for him. So every time he came by, he would come and stay there. And he came and one time when he had come, he prophesied and said, in this old age, they were old. And he said, you're going to have a child. He prophesied. And then she said, oh, don't make tr bring trouble on me. <laughs> in, this old age, in this old age. But then the next year, the same time when he came back, they had a child. And then after a while, the child grew and the child died. And she went looking for the prophet and said, see, you brought trouble upon me. You gave me this child, but I lost this child. But now because the power of the Lord was upon him, he sent Gehazi, his servant, and said, take the staff of mine, place it on him. Gehazi went, placed the staff, nothing happened. Then Elisha himself came to the room and laid himself on the boy and prayed up and down, walked up and down, down in the room and prayed and then came and again laid down on the boy, you know, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes hands to hands and he laid on him and then the boy sneezed seven times and came back to life his body grew warm and he was brought back to life hallelujah that's because of the power of the holy spirit that was upon elisha amen brother sister the power that you receive is no ordinary power it's the power of the holy spirit and what you cannot do naturally god will enable you to do even to raise the dead Hallelujah. Even to raise the dead. There's a completely uneducated man in Bihar. In this district which is a couple of districts away from Katihar Junction. A man who is completely uneducated. But can't read and write. Who got saved himself from demonic oppression. And now has begun to reach out to his community. And has about 100 people who now believe in Jesus. His wife reads the Bible for him and he listens and he preaches. And this man, God has filled him with his Holy Spirit and he has been gifted with the power of the Spirit and a special gift to bring deliverance to people mentally affected. And until now about 11 of them who mental cases were brought to him and they got delivered completely. Went back sane. Hallelujah. 
that's by the mighty power of the holy spirit a completely illiterate man who knows who has no idea of any theology or any denomination or abomination or anything but a man who just believes that the holy spirit is in him and has received the mighty anointing of the holy spirit and lays hands on even people who are mentally affected and they are made whole hallelujah 11 people mental cases healed so far his tongues and god has given him a tongue and when he speaks in tongues it is in english he can't read or write even his own native language but he speaks in english he says awesome god mighty god very interesting to see a completely illiterate person who has no no schools in those areas and in several districts no electricity also in those places it's still like pre independence era it's 100 years backward in those places but you find a man who is speaking in tongues and his tongue is english because he has received the anointing of the holy spirit hallelujah you don't need education you don't need any knowledge you don't need anything sometimes too much knowledge and too much education and too much sophistication and everything comes in the way between us and god becomes a barrier between us and god because we think too much amen so let's give up all of those thinking and all of those questioning and all of those doubts and everything and believe that the lord has something for me and i don't want to miss it hallelujah hallelujah the simple thing that keeps coming into my head this morning if the lord has something for us i don't want to miss it hallelujah if it's from jesus if it is from god if it is from the word of god i don't want to miss it and see what this man is doing he's raising that young boy from the dead the widow is provided with oil her, she goes and sells the oil and her debts are given away and then there were a group of prophets who had come and then elisha said go make some food and they go and gather some wild wine and some of its gourds and they bring it together and cook some stew and then the men tasted it and they said there's death in the pot it is poisonous you know they miss they 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 wrongly assumed that this was some greens and they got some other greens and that happened to be poisonous and they had cooked with it and it and they said the men tasted it and said death is in its in the pot and you know what uh, uh, elisha did he said get some flour flour maybe some corn flour to make it into a nice soup he said get some flour and they got some flour and they put it inside that stew in in verse 40 you see that the stew was poured out for the men but as they began to eat it chapter 4 verse 40 they cried out oh man of god there is death in the pot and they could not eat it verse 41 elisha said get some flour he put it into the pot and said serve it to the people to eat and there was nothing harmful in the pot hallelujah poisonous stuff becomes edible hallelujah hallelujah that's why jesus said even if you drink anything deadly poison it will not hurt them at all one day we discovered that in our you know frying pan cooked with potato for roti and i had finished dinner and when my parents were eating they found that there was a long brown chili 
in the frying pan of potato and they found that it was actually a fried lizard and I had finished eating already and they never told me about it and they prayed that night Lord and they had also eaten a little bit they said Lord if it affects us we believe we will all be with you in heaven tomorrow morning and went to bed and we are still alive hallelujah lizard isn't it poisonous yeah. it was fully cooked and then you see in verse 42 onwards a man came from Baal Shalisha bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley brick bread baked from the first ripe grain along with some heads of new grain give it to the people to eat Elisha said how can I sit this before a hundred men there were hundred men around him 20 loaves of bread alone for 100 men, this won't be sufficient. But Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat. For this is what the Lord says. For everything that he did, he was able to say, this is what the Lord says. For everything that he faced, for every challenge that he faced, he was able to say, this is what the Lord says. Hallelujah. When you receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you will be able to authoritatively say, this is what the Lord says. Hallelujah. Wherever there is a need, whenever there is a challenge, wherever there is a problem, wherever there is a difficulty, you will be able to say, this is what the Lord says. Do this. He said, serve it for these hundred men. Twenty loaves of bar, uh, bread, it will not be sufficient. And Elisha said, give it to the people to eat. Verse 43. For this is what the Lord says, they will eat and have some left over. Hallelujah. He caused the olive oil to multiply. He caused the bread to multiply. And the men began to eat and they found left over. And then he said it before them and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, you will be led with the unction of the Holy Spirit. When you have the empowerment of the Spirit of God, you will have the unction of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God will prompt you. The Spirit of God will lead you. The Spirit of God will guide you. The Spirit of God will show you. He will reveal things that are yet to come. He will show you what you must do. He, you, he will show you how to solve a problem. He will help you. He will cause you to do miracles, signs and wonders. Hallelujah. You will do the impossible when you have the Spirit of God upon your life. Shall we pray and ask God? Would you start asking the Lord every day, every moment, while you're at home, while you pray, while you travel, while you lie down, while you sleep, would you ask the Lord, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. If it is true, if, it, if there is something from you, I don't want to miss it. Hallelujah. If there is something from you, I don't want to. Is it Lord? Hallelujah.